0: Hello there, it's Peter from Nourishing Soulfully, and you're listening to the Nourishing Soulfully podcast. Now, I am currently on maternity leave, and whilst I'm on maternity leave, I have scheduled up fortnightly podcast episodes taken from the archives of my two other podcasts, Nourish, Heal Your Relationship With Food, and Eat, Move, Live Intuitively. I hope that you find this episode really valuable even if you've listened to it before I really recommend having a listen again just because it can often bring up other stuff and we'll notice different things much like if we read a book again that we maybe hadn't noticed before. As always if you could rate and review this podcast it would mean ever so much to me. But what would mean even more to me is if you could share this episode, if you found it valuable with others, because this will help the podcast be found by many, many more people. Remember, you can also find so much content on the Nourishing Soulfully website and the blog at nourishingsoulfully.com. And if you're fancying a little bit of self-development, a little bit of self-care time and focusing on creating that self-kindness and self-compassion and getting to really know yourself, Elevate the course in self-kindness is available as a self-paced course even whilst I'm on maternity leave. Head to nourishingsoulfully.com to find out more and let's delve into this week's episode. We're burnt out, we're overwhelmed. How can we navigate times like this intuitively? In the UK right now there is major burnout. I have a feeling it may well be similar across the world and day-to-day life seems to be increasingly difficult to navigate for many. I've had many conversations over the past week with people who are running out of hope. I've heard the sentence there seems to be little to no light at the end of the tunnel right now. With shorter days Longer nights and, let's face it, rather dreary weather approaching on top of everything else, it's no wonder so many are fretting and finding the near future a daunting thing to manage. Whether you're listening to this as I record it in September 2022 or at a different time, going through dips in life where it feels like the whole world is against us happens to us all. And so... As you listen to this episode, while some of it may not be relevant, I hope you're able to take from it what you need and leave the rest. Feelings of drowning, not knowing which way to turn or what to do next or even what the future holds in order to take control seems to be overwhelming almost everyone right now. Succumbing to doom scrolling to stay informed seems to create a short-term sense of control similar to that short-term sense of relief we feel when stress-eating. In the moment, it soothes and comforts us. Immediately afterwards, the stress and anxiety we felt beforehand floods back in. Only now, it feels even worse. I can't speak for those outside of the UK, but here, scaremongering in the press sells papers. Snappy clickbait titles online boost views, which boosts ad revenue, And little thought is given to the real fear and anxiety triggered at times, often created by these articles. In recent times, we've been led to believe that COVID-19 would kill us all if we went outside that lockdowns were the best and healthiest choice for us all, that poor mental health issues due to those lockdowns would kill us all, that monkeypox would kill us all, that the heat waves would kill us all, not to mention the drought, and then the floods that came afterwards, which would also kill us all, that food scarcity would kill us all, that the cost of living crisis will kill us all, the NHS waiting times will kill us all, the NHS being privatised will kill us all. I'm not for one moment downplaying any of the above. But what I really think is necessary is that we are aware of the complete and utter bombardment of very scary headlines and news with no real scale on the severity or probability of these things happening or affecting us to the extreme. For many of us, there is little balancing the negative news, and it can feel like that's all life is bad news about the world right now and scary predictions for the future. Team this with the thing that rocks us all as humans, change, new and changing rules regarding Covid restrictions over the past couple of years, more recently a new Prime Minister in this country with a couple of weeks of a campaign where by the end of it most people just didn't care anymore who became the country's leader with many saying they're both as bad as each other, just get on with it. And the Queen passing with a new King coming into power, there are many lost souls who are desperately trying to keep their head above water but are becoming exhausted by the flailing and kicking involved and haven't realised there is a way to navigate these times which is less energy consuming. A little like how you should lie on your back and float if you're out of your depth and in trouble in the water rather than desperately trying to stay afloat whilst kicking and arms flailing and using up all of your energy to do so. Whether we like it or not these things And these times are happening. And goodness me, if I hear one more person state that history is being made right now, Lord knows what I will do. (laughs) I think we'd all like a bit of boring time where no history is being made and we can all rest and recharge and allow the dust to settle. And I know. I know this is a risky podcast episode, but if this overwhelm and burnout and anxiety isn't spoken about, if it isn't normalised, people are going to feel even more alone than ever before. So even if this just helps one person to feel less alone, it is worth it. However you feel about any of the things I've mentioned, please do listen on and consider how you can be kinder to yourself and intuitively get through life as we know it right now. As with everything I share, my intention isn't ever to cause offence, it is to offer support, understanding and to gently hold your hands to get through the tough times. Fight, flight, freeze and form, also known as acute stress responses, are our body's natural reactions to stressful or dangerous situations and events. If you're currently feeling like you want to stand up to, run away from, Absolutely not move or do anything from life, or try to please others in order to avoid conflict. You're not alone. So how can we know if we're acting intuitively or outside noises interfering with our choices, behaviors and actions? Our intuition is another word for gut feeling. that feeling you have about whether you should or shouldn't do something, about whether something feels right or wrong? that feeling will never leave you astray. It's our instinct. It's our lifetime's worth of learning along with the learning of generations gone by. And while sometimes it may feel counterintuitive to follow, it's usually pretty spot on. But in order to notice and pay attention to our intuition, we need to quieten everything a little. Not completely. You don't have to rid your life of the news and or social media if you don't want to. Just turn down the volume a little. You know how when you're looking for a place to park your car and you turn the radio down so that you can focus and concentrate, the same thing applies here. Stop doom scrolling. Limit your news consumption. So this is going to be dependent for each one of you differently. So you may be someone who checks the news every half an hour and you're like well I need to check it at least once a day you might be someone that's like do you know what even checking it once a day is just a lot for me right now I'm only going to check it once every two days or once every three days you might be someone that's like I can't take any more news right now I'm going to delete the news apps off my phone I'm going to wherever possible avoid looking at reading or watching or listening to the news you may be thinking, right, I'm finding the breaking news alerts on my phone and watching the news and reading about it really overwhelming. i quite like to stay up to date, so I'm just going to tune into the news on the radio once a day or once every couple of days. It's about finding what works for you. What would work personally for you? Just it doesn't. You don't have to make a black or white decision, so you don't kind of have to make an all or nothing decision or even a decision that is set in stone. Just for this week, how can you limit your news consumption so that you still feel that you are informed, if that's the way that you want to feel, but that you also get a bit of a break, that you also feel like you can breathe and that it's not all bad. Have a deep clean of social media so mute or unfollow accounts that make you feel any of the negative feels, not only annoyance or anger, but anxiety, worry, fear, guilt, shame. I've had people message me in the past to say that they have found my content around food triggering because I on my Instagram, I post quite a bit about disordered eating, about how diets can often lead us down a path of creating an unhealthy relationship with food but how we can overcome that and people have messaged to say they find that quite triggering in which case I've said if you're finding it triggering right now protect yourself mute me or unfollow me for a while oh I will always be here you can always come back to me please don't feel bad about muting or unfollowing accounts your mental health is more important than the follow count or the likes of somebody else's account they will be okay put it to yourself first I know that fear of missing out is going to play into this as well but is that fear of missing out really more important than your own well-being you don't have to again it doesn't have to be all or nothing and again you don't have to kind of go at this and delete every everyone that you're following you may find that really and therapeutic um, it's it's worth kind of having a think about you may find on substack um, emma gannon wrote a really interesting piece on her own twitter kind of clear up marie kondo style which um, i will if i can i think i can link it in the notes here this is the first podcast episode um that's going up on this substack so if i can i will if not check out emma gannon's substack on Um, post on, on doing so. You may find that actually taking some time off social media for a little bit would be really useful for you, really valuable for you And deleting the apps. For some, deleting the apps off their phone and just being able to access social media on their laptop or their computer or their tablet for a while is really useful. Again, it's about Making a choice on what would work best for you and experimenting and trying it out. It doesn't have to be a forever choice. Just make the choice for this week. What would you like to try this week? What would best serve you this week? So that you can kind of come down from way up here with your anxiety and just come down a little bit. So that you can think and breathe comfortably again. My next question for you is, are you sleeping enough? Are you resting enough? A research and physician Sandra Dalton-Smith believes there are seven forms of rest and so I wonder whether you're getting enough sleep. Maybe you're not getting enough of the other types of rest. So these include passive or physical rest like naps and sleep and active rest like stretching or a massage or gentle movement like yoga or bobbing in the water. And these forms of rest increase circulation and they improve flexibility, those kind of physical, passive physical rests, and those active rests. Mental rest, you're not getting enough mental rest if when your head hits the pillow, you can't switch off or you're awake feeling as if you've barely slept. This is the case, you can be quite forgetful and struggle to focus if you're not getting enough mental rest. Embrace more mental rest by taking short breaks throughout your day. Pop an alarm on to remind you to take these. So if you notice your mind is full from the day you've had, jot it all down in a notebook as a running stream of consciousness before you get into bed or whilst you're in bed before you go to sleep. Get it all out of your head and onto a page. Sensory rest. Do you ever get overwhelmed by noise and light? Things like screens, background sounds, and people talking all at once can create overwhelm. I particularly struggle with this. Take just a moment in a quiet place without distractions is a huge antidote for this. Doesn't need to be long at all. Noise canceling headphones can also work wonders. I couldn't work without mine. If you feel called to, Turning off devices in the evening will also support you in getting more sensory rest. Creative rest. If you spend a lot of time using your brain to fix things, think of new ideas and problem solve, you may be in need of some creative rest. And creative rest awakens all within us when we take in the beauty of nature. Even if that's just sitting on your doorstep and taking in everything you see. Making sure both your living and working space is inspiring is important here too for creative rest. If you're staring at blank walls all day, you won't feel all too inspired to create. Emotional rest. You may find that if you're someone who tries to meet everyone else's needs, you're the one everyone depends on, you say yes to pretty much everything, that you may not feel appreciated. If so, you might be in need of some emotional rest having time and space to express how you feel and putting a stop to saying yes when you really want to say no. Social rest. If you've taken Radiate, which is a personal growth audit that I offer, you may remember that I spoke about the radiators in our lives and the drains in our lives. Those people who lift us up and we feel recharged when we spend time with them and those people who drain us and we feel exhausted when we've spent time with them. If you're spending more time with those who drain, it's worth reevaluating how much time you're spending with the radiators and increase this. Spiritual rest. According to Sandra Dalton Smith, if we're struggling to feel connected, like we belong and feel accepted, we need to engage more in things such as prayer, meditation, or community. Let's have a think about your consuming to doing life balance. So by that I mean how much time and effort and energy are you spending consuming things, consuming content online, consuming other people's posts, ideas, thoughts, news, beliefs? How much time are you spending doing things? Quite often we can fall into the habit of consuming way more than doing It's really natural. It's really normal. We've got these little devices in our pockets. When we go on them, they entertain us. They can make us feel accepted. They can make us feel pretty normal. They can make us feel heard. They can make us feel validated. They can make us feel good. A part of something. We consume and we consume and we consume. And I think... Many of us fall victim to consuming almost like a zombie, kind of scrolling, watching videos, short videos, just watching them, and onto the next one, and onto the next one. And so that social media is actually becoming less social. We're not interacting with anyone. So social media, to begin with, was that kind of place where we would go to interact with others, to socialise online. We'd socialise in the comments, in messaging. We're not doing that as much now. We're just watching and scrolling to the next thing. Looking and scrolling. Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. But how much are we doing? And that doesn't necessarily mean online either. It means in our offline lives. How's that balance looking for you? And is that maybe something that you kind of want to alter and change a little bit? Do you want to be doing and experiencing life more than you're consuming other people's lives and thoughts about life? And if so, what changes can you make in order for that to be the case? How often are you engaging in activities that recharge and make you feel like your best self? I know you've got work. I know you've got family. I know you've got friends. I know you've got life commitments that are in place that you need to fulfil because you are a responsible adult. I know that. But I need you to know that you need to engage in activities that recharge you in order to show up to all of those life responsibilities and to have the energy to do that and to approach those things from a place with the very best intentions with your focus with your ability to think clearly and to nurture relationships and to progress in life in the way that you want to progress. So how often are you engaging in activities that recharge you? And that's going to look different for everybody. It might be that you find the act of cooking, recharging, you might find going on a cycle, ride, recharging. You might find walking, or reading, or watching the same TV shows on repeat, recharging. And I know that something like that, watching the same shows on repeat, or watching the same film that you've watched a million times before, or reading the same books, or listening to the same album, a waste of your time. But actually, there is something there that is incredibly soothing, incredibly comforting and therefore recharging for our souls so in back in january so 9 months ago i was involved in a car accident and i found getting back behind the wheel really scary so scary in fact that i had panic attacks about it i just i knew the psychological reasons as to why As a mental health practitioner, I knew exactly what I needed to do to overcome this, but it didn't help. It did help, but in the moment it just felt really scary and like something I just didn't want to do. However, having a playlist of songs, my favourite songs that I knew on repeat played in a specific order, that calmed me. Why? Because my brain knew what was coming next, and it wasn't the unknown. It was songs that were calming, that maybe had really lovely positive memories associated with them that made me feel good. And it can be a little like that for us when we watch the same TV show on repeat. It's soothing, and it's calming, and it's safe, and it's lovely, because it's not new we know what's coming next. We're ready for it. We're prepared for it. Even the worst moments in those TV shows, we know they're coming. We know that we can get through that. We know that it's, it's not going to trigger us. And so I don't think there's anything wrong in spending time re-watching TV shows you've watched a million times before if it means that it's recharging you so that you can live the life that you want to live. How often are you engaging with people who recharge you and make you feel like your best self? As I mentioned before, we've got radiators, we've got drainers in our lives. But how much of your time is spent with those who recharge you and your energy? And how much of your time is spent with those who are draining your energy? Is there a way you can spend a bit more time with those who recharge you? Does not mean that you have to spend less time with the drainers, but Can you interact with and spend more time with those who recharge you, who lift you up? How much quiet time do you have to actually listen to and tune into your intuition? Without podcasts playing or audiobooks playing or the TV on or the news on or the radio on or people talking in the background. How much actual quiet time do you have to listen and tune in? If you can't hear your intuition, and feel into that intuition, that gut feeling, above all of the noise of stuff, it's time to turn the volume down on the stuff and create the amount of quiet time that you need. I often ask clients to create 10 minutes of time in their day where they just go outside and sit, whether that's on a park bench or whether that's on their back doorstep. Just to sit without their phone, without anything to just be. And your reaction may be, I don't have time. I don't have time to just go and sit and be. Make time. Because life is incredibly short. And that time is time well spent. I'm sure you spend way more than 10 minutes on your phone scrolling. Use that 10 minutes and be with yourself, get to know yourself, notice what's coming up for you, what are you worried about, what's going on, what's bubbling just under the surface. Have a think about how you can best meet your your needs and support yourself through this. Things like journaling, meditation, fresh air, movement, talking out, prioritising yourself. They're all ways in which we can meet our needs and so much more. There are going to be certain things that really help and support you might be voice messaging a friend a friend it might be doing a jigsaw it might be taking a course in something just for you because you absolutely love it and you're fascinated by it and there's a real sense of accomplishment there for you stop thinking that once we're through this it'll all be okay and it's all going to be plain sailing i just need to get through this because something else will come up that is life and if you don't take time out now in this moment where you've looked at and thought, oh, I'll listen to that podcast, we're burnt out, we're overwhelmed, how can we navigate this time intuitively? Like, you're, If this has come to you at a time where you're like, I need to listen to that, it's time to make some time for you and stop waiting for to get through this thing and then it's all going to be okay. There are always going to be things that we need to navigate and overcome and work through and get through. But we're better able to do that when our well-being is being attended to and we're feeling like our best self and we're taking actual care of ourselves, not just face masks and baths, but actual care where we're having our eyes tested and we're wearing the right prescription glasses or we're going to have checkups when we need checkups or we're taking medication when we need to take medication or we're feeding ourselves food that makes us feel like our best selves and and kind of satisfies what we need in food and and ensures that we have enough energy for the day ensuring that we're eating foods that sustain our energy levels that we're getting enough sleep that we're Looking after our emotional and our physical needs. That we're socialising. That we're enjoying life. That we feel like there is a reason for us being here. A reason for us to continue going. It's time to make that happen now. Like I said before, life is really short and you have one life. You're in this body once make the most of it don't wait until you retire what happens if you don't get to retiring age are you going to work 65 years of your life to then have on average 10 to 11 years to enjoy that retirement are you going to make space in your life now to enjoy life right now with those that you have in your life that you love knowing that there are going to be more people that come into your life that you haven't even met yet that you are going to love. The thing is, you already know this stuff. This isn't anything new. Deep down, you know everything that I've shared in this podcast episode, but you needed to be reminded. We all need to be reminded. We can think that there's a secret key to life, to happiness, to living life intuitively. Actually, you've got it all within you. It's just about how important it is for you to live that life, to be happy, and if you're willing to prioritise the things that enable you to live that life, or not. You know what you need to do. And maybe, yes, sometimes you might need help and support to be guided there. Whether that's from friends or from a professional. But you know deep down what you need. You know if you need a break. You know if you need to make changes in your life. Sometimes we just need someone to call us out on it and go, do you know what? It's time you prioritise yourself. I hope this episode has reached you at a time that you need it and it has been thought-provoking as, and has enabled you to see what you need to do in order to live a life that you want to live. I'd love to hear your thoughts in the comments or pop an email over to Peter. that's P-E-T-A, at nourishingsoulfully.com, and we can have a chat about it. Be gentle. Be kind. You're doing the best you can with the resources you have and the knowledge you have and the circumstances you're in right now. Remember that. I'm here with you every step of the way so if you have any questions or you just want to chat pop an email over to me and thank you for listening to this episode. Be gentle with yourself because I know that this can be quite triggering and remember don't go into it like I'm going to change everything right now it's time to change my whole life and make these huge massive changes that you can't keep up with little by little and if you need support and guidance I'm here with you pop an email over. Let's talk about how I can support you. Sending lots of love your way. Bye for now.